Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. So, for the second time this week, well, we're back on Six Nations Talk, Grand Slam Preview. We won't do the, how you doing? And we want to introduce another guest because it's just going to be the two of us. So, before we run through the quick preview of the teams, are you feeling confident? I hope it's in the bag, mate, isn't it? I've thought this since the autumn. <laughs> you can fuck off. <laughs> you can fuck right off. <laughs> no, to, to be honest, I, I, it's, it's, it's going to be, I think... One of our hardest games. I think yeah, the other the the first couple of games, the island and the Scotland game were close. Um, because I think we were obviously still trying to get up to speed and everything, but um I still think we'll win. I think I still think it, it'll be I won't be as convinced as the England game or three, but probably Wales by six to eight, I think. Um I don't think it's gonna be a tight game in the sense of like one score is gonna win it. I think I think maybe it'll be close for 60, 70 minutes, and then we'll score later on and in the bag. Right, I want to say, you can't say Wales by 6 to 8. I don't think there'll be one score in there. So you're saying Wales by 8 then? No, what I mean is, is like one seven, score in the sense of like score. we win by a penalty for three points or whatever. Just, but yeah, I think I think Wales Wales <laughs> convincingly in the game, I don't think we'll be we'll feel under too much pressure, to be honest. Um, and yeah, Wales by 6 to 8. I think and Sam Lana's kind of backed it up today, friend of the pod, Sam Lana. So you know, stats and he's wrote his um his article this week. Always brilliant and always way to read. But he's brought up France in the last twenty minutes, which has clearly been an issue. But I think he's made it even more clear just how much of an issue it is and how bad they look after that hour mark, where they conceding points and not scoring many points. And again, you know my excitement levels have been so far for this tournament. The idea of bringing. Sheedy, Alaholo, and a quality nine. Unfortunately, sometimes like weird, but we've got Thomas back on the bench. Yeah. Starting nine going into the tournament. 
little bit exciting. He can be electric. He's a good player, good commander of the game. It's a nice to go back in it for the last 20 minutes. It's a great position to be in, isn't it? Because like you just said, what was it, six, seven weeks ago, he was first choice. And to have him, to have an option like that on the bench, also to come off the bench with 20, 30 to go, even the last five, or if, if needs be, because obviously we're going to potentially have the control from Gareth Davis first. And if we if Thomas can play both kinds of games, he can control it if he needs to, with Bigger or Shidi, whoever's on, or if he needs to go batshit crazy and quick taps and stuff, that's his his strength as well. So <clears throat> I think the last... Kivak's not afraid to make the change, no matter how really it is. Like, yeah. If, if it needs to be changed, we'll change it. So it's great, they said, we'll have that option and that depth there. Looking at this game, it, it deserves to be the final game of the tournament. It's absolutely devastating that the Waffles coughing pricks fucking ruined it by going out in fucking Rome. And now we've got to hang on another week to watch France against Scotland and potentially a fucking dead rubber. Because this, it was the perfect schedule looking at it. We've got Italy, Scotland out the way. Ireland, England is always going to be a good game, no matter how shit either one of those teams are playing, or as we've added various points to this tournament, sometimes both. Mm. But this was nailed on for the the, the showpiece, the showcase, the curtain close. It was it was perfect, and then they fucked it up. It's um it's still for me the final game that's going to mean anything. Because like you said, I think the Scotland the Scotland France game is going to be a dead rubber. Um, Obviously, with Scotland, Scotland are hoping that they can potentially sort of France win on Saturday and then it's all, all on them for the final game to maybe sort of push themselves up the table a little bit. But I don't think I don't think that Welsh team, like we were chatting earlier on and the, that start of Alan Wynn himself having more caps than the French pack. Yes, it's a, that French team is probably one of the best teams in the world at the minute, but that's probably the back line. Uh, yes, there's there's a lot of great forwards in that team, but until they get sort of consistently getting dominance against big packs or well-drilled packs, should I say, it's not necessarily going to give the backs the platform that they need. So you look at like the Island game, the Island game, they played very well, but it, I think because Island's pack was so good, that's what stopped France from being that dominant, I suppose, in the game. And just like going into the England game, obviously we all know England have got a big pack of forwards that they put their their um, strength in their forwards. I didn't see how their forwards were going to give Wales a problem, um, and I think it's going to be very similar on Saturday. I don't think the scoreline is going to be anything like it, like it will because I think there'll be a lot of nerves there. There'll be a lot of pressure from from us because we'll want to finish it off. We'll want to get the Grand Slam, the first one in years that would be finished away from home, a fourth round and win a third for a lot of the boys. Um, fifth fifth Welsh Six Nations. Um, and I, I think the experience is going to tell. Well, I was going to say it's a hard benchmark to set to say they've got as many caps as Alan Wynn because the whole country has only got as many Grand Slams in the Six Nations as Alan Wynn has got as well. So that's an unfair benchmark to throw out. Um, interesting as well with the forwards because they are big nasty forwards, even if they are young and, and perhaps their fitness levels are not quite up to Sean Edwards' standards yet to keep it going for the 80 minutes. Mm-hmm. You think that's why Beard comes back in? Yeah, I think it was an obvious choice. We had a conversation the other day and 
although I was touting a little bit for half penny potentially as, as another option, there was really only going to be one change, and that was that was Beard coming in for Corey Hill. Um, obviously, we spoke the other day as well about the fact that Jake Ball was there to get his 50th, and that's obviously sort of sayonara, Jake, enjoy your sort of future life in Australia. But it was always going to be a case of, and I know Jonathan Humphreys touched on this on Monday as well, it's always going to be a case of depending what game plan Wales had will depend who they pick with Alan Wynn. I think it's going to be a case of um, Adam Beard being in that team. He's like a big lad himself. Both the two second rows that um, France have picked are gigantic, I suppose. So you need the, the, the biggest sort of players you can to sort of help with that, the extra weight in the malls and so on as well. Obviously, he's a great late jumper. He's great defensively in the mall as well himself. And then and the, if I say to um to not quite quote quote Warren Gatland, you can't quote being a big brick. Like no, exactly. It exactly. no matter how good you are, you can't quote being six foot nine or whatever he is. And so, and ver- and very good at what he does. Yeah. Um, and I th- and I think the other thing as well is which 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 has been a big thing in this in this tournament so far is his play with ball in hand has been a lot better than it has been before, but it's always, it's been those little touches where it's just been the tip on passes, etc. Whereas I think personally, I think Corey Hill's carrying is better. So maybe that's better in the second half. If we have to chase the game where you use quicker, it's trying to get over the game line, etc. Whereas Adam Bead, I think is all round game helps us more to play the, the sort of the way that um, Pivac's going to want us to for 60, 70 minutes. Um, whether we have to keep it tight or whatever but I think in general play his play will be better than Hill for the actual game and then Hill's probably going to give more of an impact off the bench if, if and when we need it I think that there's two things for me about why you picked Beard instead of Corey because I'm a massive fan of Corey Hill I think he's great um, met his brother his brother's great as well he's got a great night out um, but Beard offers that contrast with Alan Wynn a little bit more the different styles of players so Corey Hill's that hard-working, you know, people. not saying that Beard isn't, but Corey Hill and Alan Wynn are a few similar things. Now, not to the, the same standard, because obviously with Alan Wynn, we're talking about a once in a, in a lifetime player, never mind once in a generation player. And then I think as well, that mall defence that Adam Beard offers is something that nobody else offers. And he's sort of becoming our charteris, the way charteris was. Yeah. So he's coming in there. He's a big, tall, awkward player to play against. He puts in the hard work. He does the the mall defence. He's a good option in line out. He's big. He'll, and he's being consistent. Pivak said before this tournament that if he wanted any chance of, of nailing down shape, he needed consistency. That's what he's missing. We've seen that he's got the abilities and the games where he looks great. We've also seen the games where he looks anonymous. And he's asked for consistency, and you've got to say this tournament, he looks like he's offering that. So if he can do that again on Saturday, he's nailing that down. I keep speculating that I think this could be Alan Wynn's final season, like all things considered. We don't want to admit it, but I think it could be. And I think Beard and Corey Hill coming in together, that's a nice little pair for me. I think they work quite well. They'll work quite well together. Yeah, and I was going to say, I think it's a big, it's a big point as well, is the fact of they've both played a lot of games with Alan Wynn. So yeah. it's not a case of if if and when he was to retire, who is the replacement with one of them? You know that's going to be the partnership. They're going to play together. 
the issue probably now comes into play who's going to be third choice because Jake Ball's not there. Um, so obviously you've got a lot of younger players that would have to be pretty sort of blood in with it when it's in the whether it's the, the summer tour if there is one the autumn etc to be that third choice um, second row. But I think that the key or the big thing and the telling thing and I know we had a conversation with some of our mates earlier on today. The, the telling thing for me was the news coming out last week that Adam Beard wasn't playing against Italy because he was being arrested. Yeah, it was a case of not necessarily just for Adam winning the sense of it's going to be his last year or whatever, maybe it's not, but if it was that, if he was going to be that important going forward, Adam win, it probably would have been him that misses out against Italy. No, no one's going to want to tell Adam win you rest in this game because he's not going to want to rest in games. But for me, it was, it was telling that they rested Beard and he wasn't in the 23 at all, purely because they knew that he was going to start this week. And he's that important to the team at the minute. And he's perhaps not had the break as well that Alan Wynne have had mm. because he's been playing a club and he's not been playing for Wales. He's been playing for the region. So it, yeah. it's a bit more thing. You say as well, like, who's going to be that third choice? Let's not forget, going into the say we were talking about Will Rowlands as a starting second row. Yeah. I know it's not everyone's cup of tea. I quite like him. You watch him play for Wasps and he's definitely good enough to play international level. I don't care what other people say. And... He's certainly good enough to be a third choice second row. So the option coming off the bench, while you bring through those young second rows that that are coming through at regional level, like those players are there. Some of them looking absolutely fantastic at times. Mm-hmm. Is that the, the third choice? I think to take us through perhaps what were the fourth choices, whether that then becomes a young player. We'll wait and see, but. For me, I think if I've got Will Rowland on a bench, I'm, I'm pretty happy, to be honest. Well, that's it. Or fail, failing that, if he's still knocking about, or like we did with Ladan did just get Bradley Davis. <laughs> <laughs> so, as we know, you've already nailed your colours to the mast. You're going for a Grand Slam. You're going for a Welsh win by six to eight. Yeah. I, I As you know, I'm, I've been the most optimistic person until you say, give me a prediction. And then every single one has been pessimistic. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go for, I just, as you know as well, one of our friends did tarot cards before the tournament started. Yeah. And said we'd fall just short. And everything else that came out of those tarot cards has been absolutely spot on so far. I said we'll fall just short and finish second. I've been saying that for a year. I think uh, I'm going to stick with my original prediction. I think we're going we're gonna to lose. Whether we will finish second or not, I don't know whether we whether we'll lose, but still hang on the first, which would be absolutely typical if we didn't win a Grand Slam and I didn't win my bet. <laughs> that would be that would be twenty twenty all over, considering it's twenty twenty one. Yeah. So, but I think fans might just edge us. I think they might just be. But I've, even if they do, when you look at the way people were coming into this tournament, what people thought was going to happen, people more sane than me. I think that we've got to take our ass off and say it's been a good tournament. I know people throw the jam slam out there and they'll talk about red cards and they'll talk about dodgy refereeing decisions. They haven't been given the credit they deserve for just how well they've played. You don't lack 17 tries. You don't lack three bonus points. They've been absolutely brilliant. So I think regardless of what happens on Saturday, we can take our ass off and say it's been a good performance. The coaching team have done well. The players have done well. And it's about time that people got off their backs and give them a chance. So... The only one thing I'm narrow fans win. Okay, so the only thing I'm going to add to that is 
one thing that all these permutations that people have been saying about what's going to happen with the tournament and who needs how many points and how many points we need and so on. No one's actually touted the fact that it could be a high scoring game where we lose but get a second bonus point for a try. So that's exactly what I so it potentially could be like a batshit crazy game because let's let's face it, with Gareth Davis at nine and Thomas on the bench, with DuPont playing for France with Jalabir there, Intermac and Sarah on their bench, Sheedy on ours, it could be fifty all. Like it could be four tries apiece, five tries apiece, whatever. And if that was to happen and we lose by less than seven, we get twenty one points anyway. So yes, it will be a grand slam, but I think winning the tournament is probably a lot further than many people expected in the autumn um, or certainly in February. And at least 50% of the podcast. Yeah, I'll, I'll blame myself for that. <laughs> I'll take no, uh, no, no thanks for that. The only prize I want for, uh, for the whole of the Six Nations is uh, Dan Lidiot's 12 minutes. And to be fair, you did call Wales England. I did call Wales England, yeah. I, I be, no I one fine. else was that confident. I won't be less if I go 130 quid richer, so that's fine. Yeah, you were pretty bloody close to your prediction. Fair play, I'll take my hat off. You know, I you know I don't throw prayers out there often just so I um we'll move on then to Scotland, Italy. Yeah. If Wales's squad announcement or team announcement was as you'd expect, Scotland was fucking bad check. Well, yeah, so I, I got lots of messages coming through today um, and all, all they kept saying was, have you seen Hogs at 10? Have you seen Hogs at 10? I'm like, fucking hell, if Hogs at 10, what's their background? And then I left work about quarter to five, looked at their team and thought, that team is batshit. Uh, the forward pack, the back row is their first choice. The front row, take Dave Cherry out and put any other hooker in there is probably their first choice. Obviously, they brought in Skinner. Um, instead of Johnny Gray but that back line I think as soon as the ball's picked up anything within 50 metres 60 metres of that try line they're going to be running it because Hugh Jones showed when he came on on the weekend that he still hasn't he still hasn't lost her as a thir- international 13 um, Sam Johnson was very good at the weekend Darcy Graham was very good when he came on um, obviously they've moved Scott Steele to play um, second, sorry, um, to play scrum half instead of flanker. Um, and obviously, you've got Sean McLean at fullback. The only obviously thing, person that's missing is Jim Russell. But um, that's because of his HIA, I'm assuming, because of the uh, him coming off on, on the ball. Pardon? From being it so hard with that ball. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I just looked at it and thought if they don't score 40, 50, if they don't score 40 points against Italy at the weekend, because I believe it's in Murrayfield, is it? Is that right? Yeah, the home yeah, game, a home game against Italy, the last game of the tournament. If there was fans there, you'd want to put on a performance. Whether there's fans or not, you put on a performance. I, I, I'll be very shocked if they don't put 40, 50 points on Italy at the weekend. I know um, our friend, Mr. McGinty, Johnny's not as, he's a little bit nervous because he's seen these Scotland performances against Italy before, obviously being Welsh. We've seen him as well. I'll still never forget the going to the corner because there's time left. That that'll live with me forever. It's a it's a Hollywood backline, Hollywood back division. Like what, what how can you not have Finn Russell in your back division 
and then pick a team that's somehow got more flair. Like, I don't... That team's got more flair than it would have if Hogg was at 15 and Russell was at 10. It's, it's been a bit bonkers. Like I, but it's given me excitement because it's given me the thing I didn't know I needed over the past few months. And that's Hogg against Cheslin Colby, rival 10s for the Lions and the Springboks. Yeah, it's the game we need. Some of like we and the barbars also will do no kicking, no kicking a goal allowed. Just go and open up a complete exhibition game. Organ Cheslin, the, the ankles all over the place. Can I just say Organ Cheslin with for the Lions, um, Thomas and Faf. Those two halfbacks. If you had Faf at nine and Cheslin at ten, and then Organ Thomas Williams nine and ten. Or even Ali Price, that back, yeah. those backlines are running the ball. No one's kicking, are they? Let's be honest. It's, I, I just can't get my head around what what I did. What I did love in today's um, announcement is the fact that you had somebody like Hogg coming out going, "I don't want to play 10. Um Well, he said that in the autumn, didn't he? When they were talking about him, because he shifted there when Russell got injured. Yeah, because. Um, Aistings came on. I always got the call in Townsend. Aistings <laughs> came on. Andy. Aistings <laughs> came on and he got injured because he did a shoulder and so on yeah. filled it in. And he said, I, I don't want to play at 10. It's got to be a bit of a kick in the bollocks if you're Van der Vault. But it has. But the, the, bit I was, the point I was going to make was the fact that... The, he, Scottish, he, the Scottish 10, not the detective. <laughs> he, he made the point of saying he doesn't want to play 10. And this week, Duncan Weir's been training really well with him. And then Duncan Weir's not in the 23. That that's No, that statement, that was from October. Oh, was it? I thought it was this one. Yeah, Sorry. no. Oh, okay. that, that statement was from October. Right, okay. For the final week of the Autumn Nations build. Yeah. So, yeah, he said, you know, there's absolutely no way I don't want to play 10. There's very good 10s here. Duncan Weir's training very well. And then they went, right, we'll just wait until March. So I think we all <laughs> know the reason. By then. I think we all know the reason why he's 10, though, don't we? Uncle Gats has been on the phone, hasn't he? Had a little chat with Gregor. Come with me, come with me in the summer and can you play Hoggy at 10 because he's coming as a third choice. Well, I know on the uh, the Scottish Rugby podcast they talked about it. I think with Cammy and Ian had the, the conversation that, that that's possibly what's happened. And it depends on the squad size because obviously with everything that's going on, whether the Lions will take a reduced squad. I don't. I can't get my head around how reduced squads are better for COVID. I think it makes it worse. Amy, um, and also if the leaked, <clears throat> if the leaked fixtures are correct that we saw that were on Reddit. I personally think you need a normal sized squad because those games, there's a lot that are Saturday for Tuesday, Saturday. And I know that happens on tour, but I think for me, looking from the outside on tour, you're all together. You sort of, you're, you win and lose as one. So although you've got the, the dirt trackers, I suppose, that play in the midweek games to try it while you're doing um, warming up for the tests. I think it's probably easier to do that away from home because you're all like a band of brothers. Where I think if if you're, an, for example, an Irish international staying in, I think it's is it Carlton House, I think it's called, where they try an island train before a Lions game in Dublin, for example, and you're not going to be in the 23, are you going to be wanting, wanting to be running about and holding tackle bags, whereas you would do that if it was in Durban? 
So I think it's going to be. Yeah, I, I, think, I still think if you get called out, it's still it's still, oh, it's still a pinnacle. It has to be. It has to be. Yeah. I just think some people might look at it, try and judge it slightly differently because they could be living twenty minutes down the road as opposed to eight hour flight away, sort of thing. But I, I think like nine times out of ten as well, a player will choose that for his nation. Even if you think, well, I'm going to be third choice and I'm going to be all in tackle bags and I'm not Reese Webb, you would choose to go there in all tackle bags. Mm. But yeah, I, I, it's going to be. But the problem is, so you've got those those Saturday Tuesday games. You're going to have a lot of crossover. We're going to pick up injuries as well. So you're then going to call players up. Surely that's worse for a bubble. Yeah, I agree. Having a big squad all together, and they say it is difficult when you're there and you're not playing. And so you're hanging around the hotel. So essentially what you want is as many people there with you that you can create a bit of an atmosphere and enjoy mm-hmm. yourself and go a little bit nuts. And you're all in the same bubble. So it doesn't matter if you're having a single drink together because you're all in the same bubble. And I think uh, the, the other thing that adds to it as well is the fact of some players that do get chosen to go on a Lions tour, it might be their only one. So I think it needs to be, the, the feeling off the pitch needs to be as much as possible as if they're in South Africa. Anyway, you sneaky little bastard, you've turned this into a Lions chat. <laughs> that's, that's not allowed until after the Six Nations. That was, it was crafty, you almost caught me out. Um, obviously, a big loss for Scotland, no green, no Cummins, because they've been playing very well this tournament. Mm-hmm. It looks very good, but Zandbags is back. Zandbags is back. Two Fagersons on the pitch. Two Fagersons, hopefully no shoulders. Maybe it's four, but um, hopefully they don't use it. They don't use them illegally. They have shoulders. <laughs> hopefully they don't use them illegally. Uh, yeah. To be honest, I, I, I just, I'm looking at both teams. I'm looking at the packs, and you think that Scottish pack, yes, it's not, it's, it's not fully full strength, but that's e- easily an international pack that's better than a lot of sides. Um, Italy don't offer. I don't think they're going to offer anything. They they didn't at the weekend. To be honest, apart from apart from a bit of brilliance from Oani, it would have been a second Six Nations game against Italy where we nilled them, wouldn't it? So um, yeah, I'd, I think the problem with Italy, and I said it like before, the tournament, nothing's changed. Is they've lost that little bit of grit and determination. They brought a load of youngsters in, and they just need. Something they, they they needed an old head, they needed a, a an experienced player, they needed someone to grab him by the collar. Even they needed Sean Edwards, a style coach, to come in and and, to, and they haven't got it. Dare we say? Dare we say it? They probably needed a Sergio Parise. <laughs> he would have done it all himself. <laughs> but you but, needed that, like like because he he's their Alan Whitney, he? he's their talisman, he's the one they look to, he's the one they go for. Yeah. Um. um yeah, what you needed was a, an old head, but they've they've gone for this this big bang approach of we're bringing all the youngsters suit together, and we'll see over the next couple of years. Like this was never going to be the tournament that decided whether it was a success or not. Like it's and and let's be honest, next year's not going to be either. So we'll see how it goes there, and then we'll move on to the the last game, and I, I'm gonna I'm gonna rush through it because I got food coming as well. <laughs> Typically of us, we went, let's keep it short. and We're not going to. But um, England-Island last time. Like I said, it's always going to be a good game. We always know that England-Island is going to offer something. It's very, very, it's a crap game because there's a lot. As with all England games, because uh, 
let's be honest, and let's say everyone fucking hates the England rugby team. So yeah. everyone wants to beat them. They are the establishment in lots of people's eyes. England, a few changes, notably in the centres. Yeah, I was about to say, unsurprisingly for Eddie Jones, he's picked the 15, where, or sorry, should I say, he's picked the 23 that includes two centres, both of which are on the bench. Um, because, <laughs> as per usual, he's he's picked Owen Farrell at 12, and then obviously Daly's in for, for Slade at 13. It's probably a bit bit of a better balance, I suppose, because for me, Daly is probably more of a an attacking option than Slade would be with Farrell at 12. Um I still think it's the wrong person that's been dropped, but he hasn't been dropped because he's injured, I suppose. But they're not going to drop Baby Faz, are they? So, um, to... it's a, a big one for me because I'm going to make a statement. And the last time I made this, it was about George North, and they threw up my face. I think there's the myth that Daly's a 13, like that's been bandied around for a while. That he's, he's this world. Ben Ryan said Elliot Daly at 13 would make the world 15 two years ago. Uh, well, you I know don't... what that means, then, you? Because if that's the case, then Elliot Daly against Henshaw surely is a battle for the Lions on, sa- on, sa- on Saturday. But then George well, North has been up to his skin, so. For me, Henshaw is a starting lion, but yeah. at 12. I mean, I agree. Going at 13. I think North is currently the easiest team for him to sit in fair play game. But yeah, Elliot Daly, according to Ben Ryan, is the, seemingly then the best 13 in the world. There is no better 13 in the world than Elliot Daly, so make it that way you will. And speaking of uh, superfluous comments, um, Curry is the next Richie McCaw, apparently. Is that, because, is that because Tom Curry is going to spend the next 15 years of his career constantly outside, or not? <laughs> I guess, uh, maybe he's just saying that he's, he's a really boring man off the pitch, which is why I always get the feeling with Richie McCaw. He's going to become a pilot. Most boring man in the world. Um, I did. Matt Proudfoot, the the forward coach, has said that Tom Curry will develop into a player to match Richie McCaw. So Tom agree? Curry, Tom Curry, who apparently is going to be as good as Richie McCaw, who I personally don't think should probably be picked for the Lions tour. How he's going to be as good as Richie McCaw, I don't know. That's going to happen. Well, this is the. He's not the best seven, seven. No. at the moment. He's dead. He's not. So Tipperick for me has been the best. And Amish Watson have been yes. controllers above everyone else of the, the four Lions nations. Is Curry next? No. A, a, a fit Underhill is, is above Curry at seven for me. And then looking at Ireland. Corners. Maybe, maybe they... they yeah, they've had a few issues with uh, with injuries and so no one really stamping it. So Curry, I think, has actually got quite a bit of work to do to be the best seven in Britain and Ireland. He's not perhaps not even the best seven in England. No, and, and and probably from watching the games in the past when they've played together, he's probably not the best Curry at seven. <laughs> Tim. Yeah. Chicken. So, it's a it's a bold statement. Ireland, um, some changes. Yeah, changes for Ireland. Obviously, there's a couple that um, due to injury. Um, obviously, Ringrose is out. James Ryan's out. Um, James Lowe is out because he's shit. Um, then um, 
obviously they've been replaced by Burden. Obviously, he's gone from six to the second row, which you don't lose anything there because he's been class. Um, obviously, Conan then coming into the bench. Sorry, coming up, coming off the bench to start at eight, um, and then the retiring stander at six, which was a bit of a shock on Tuesday yeah. morning. The last stander. Mm. Um, it was a shock announcement. Like he started to find a bit of form again for me, and I thought he was looking pretty good. And mm. again, if you're going to talk Lions, I thought that, that he was sort of with Falatau in the running for the eight shirt. I, I feel like I'm being very pro Welsh and anti English. I think that's a sign of the tournament. If you carry on, because because I've already, as you know, weekly changed my Lions fifteen, and and I and next week when we do our review podcast of the final weekend minus the Scotland France game, I will be saying what my current fifteen would be, and as it stands now, there's zero England players in it, so I don't see much that much of that changing. Um, uh, I will say, and it's not often I say this, I think I might have said it on Monday also. Ben Yates was actually superb against France. He was. He was very good, but he, he's also got about seven Welsh scrum halves probably ahead of him. Um, <laughs> the, well, we're talking scrum halves as well. The other thing... That I was, is he I above just, or below Lloyd Williams? Uh, he's definitely below Lloyd Williams. Lloyd Williams is second. Um, <clears throat> then, But you've got... Um, obviously, Islander made his change as well, bringing Corey, Connor Murray back and Jameson Gibson Parks on the bench. Now, for me, and I know... A lot of people aren't convinced, and I know you said it the other day, aren't convinced by Gibson Park. I think I've seen glimpses from Jim, James and Gibson Park that bring, for want of a better phrase and for wishing this, to, I wasn't even thinking this, bring the strengths back out of Jonathan Sexton. So maybe make him a better 10 when Gibson Park's playing nine. I think they get the ball in hands a bit more. Give you sex, could you? Yeah, him. And so I think maybe you might be a step backwards putting Conor Murray in at nine against England. But my first instinct, right, when I looked at this team was that background looks old. Like that back division looks old. And then I did my research. <laughs> it's not actually that old. <laughs> I mean, Keith Hill's 33, so he's old for a rugby player. And Sexton's 35 and looks about 40 at the minute. I know James Lowe's not in his team, but I thought James Lowe was much older and easily pushing 40. But it is. But then actually, and then Stockdale's still only 24. And we had this guy, but 24. I don't understand all that. But yeah, instinct, but Jackie's only 30. Mm. So when you look at that team, to me, it feels old. This is like the, the try that was given for England on the weekend, but it just feels like a try, so they give it. And there's no actual thing for it actually being a try. This team feels old, and it's not. And I do agree. I think I said I, I'm unconvinced by, by Gibson Park, but I only mean as a being good enough to, to carry a team to a, a World Cup and things. But I think he'll get there. I think he is a good player. He's an international quality player, and he'll get there. It does feel like a bit of a step back with Murray. But then Murray's a quality player. Will be, he's still only 31 He's a quality. He's a quality nine. Um, the other, the only other big thing that <clears throat> came up for me from the from the back lens, I'm very surprised that they haven't done a typo and put two fifteens for Jacob, Jacob Stockdale because he's played fifteen for Ireland in the autumn and most of the season for Ulster. And for me, I don't see him as a fifteen. I think. Yeah, he's worn fifteen, but I don't think he's a full back. No, not at all. Not um, at all. So thankfully, he's back at eleven. So we'll we'll wrap up that chat with prediction. Are you going Ireland or are you going England? 
Um, sadly, I think England will win. I'm going to say England by 12. I think England are going to win it. I, I think they, they found a bit of form again against France. Ireland will look better than they did at the start of the tournament, but that's only on the cover. They're looking absolutely horrific. And they look better than they did in the autumn, where they look even worse. They were dog shit in the autumn. Mm-hmm. And I said, like, Wales were dog shit in the autumn, but it was clear that we were making lots of changes. Clearly to everybody, including 100% of this podcast. Yeah. But they were making changes to personnel and to tactics. And, to, and so it was... It was Obviously, going to be Ireland just looked lost, so they definitely look better than it. But yeah, I'm going to go for an England win as well. I'm going to go England by nine. So I hope, I hope they don't. Well, yeah, I never want to see England win. Let's be honest. And I know we've got, we've got English listeners, and it's nothing offence. I love some England fans, and I love, as you know, my love for Bristol Bears and for Newcastle and those no bones. But yeah. English rugby as an establishment feels a little bit empirical and so uh, yeah fuck them. Um, <laughs> so that just about wraps up a preview we're going to finish off with um, who's been pottering in the background and I'm sure you hear there a couple Sorry. of things <laughs> I was catching up on Ready Steady Cook Genuinely, I play you in ready, steady, cook. I was. Cook. I finished my duty, and I was ready, steady, cooking. Um, what are you stealing your idea? Steph said. That's my idea. He stole my idea. No, well, yeah. Steph said, do a quiz. So, where were you? I, just a funny thing. Where was everyone in the when Wales won the Grand Slam in two thousand eight? In Magsy's house, our friend's house, Ryan Magsy's house. So getting absolutely the- battered. Alan wins first of awfully four Grand Slams. So that was against France, yeah? It was, yeah. Yeah, no, I was just going to say, if, if you just want something to make you feel old, whilst you were all out celebrating, I was still in primary school. <laughs> <laughs> just, just a thought. Yeah, I was, I was about to turn 22. I, I didn't know her then. I just wanted, <laughs> like, Get that disclaimer in there. No, I didn't know her then. <laughs> Yes, no, just the first. Um, yeah, you're right, Steph. It is the first 22. 22, not 23. Yeah, 22. Oh, yeah, it was 22. Yeah, it was so 22. naming the 50 and then subs bench pick again. If you want, yeah, let's make so it doing first 15 first. Yeah, first 15. If you pick someone who was a sub, then right, I, I know what my first answer is going to be. My first, are you? Uh, whoa. Go on. I'm going to go Ian Goff because it was his 50th cap. Mm-hmm. Well played. I already feel like I'm under pressure. Uh, 2008, Phillips. Mm-hmm. Uh, record scoring try, Shane Williams under the posts. Yep. Well, if we go in Williams, I'll have, uh, I'll have Martin. Yep. Oh, that, was a, that was a long pause. Sorry. <laughs> The other wing was Mark Jones because he nearly scored a length of the pitch try. Yeah. Um, tens. Do I have? I got the bollocks to go in. Hook. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Oh. This is written in a really weird way. Uh, thirteen Shanklin. Yep. Sorry. Oh, I thought that was wrong then. 
Jamie Roberts at 12? No. Shit. That's one they've done for me. Lee Byrne, fullback. Yep. Couldn't, I, honestly, for the life of me, couldn't think who would have been fullback then. Oh, oh. Am I allowed to have Alan Wynn? <laughs> I yes. Well, I'm going to go for the obvious. I was thinking, okay, well, that's Alan Jones. But yeah, yeah, of course. Alan <laughs> Wynn. It's the whole point of the quiz. Um, I know my next one. Adam Jones. Hello? Adam Jones. Yeah. Uh, I'll stick on Jones as being Welsh and I'll go Ryan Jones. Yeah. Am I right in thinking we've only got about four left? We need another back row player, a centre, and two front row. Was was Hook at ten? Well, he had that. No, but yeah, but he we've had that was at well, your ten, wasn't it? I, I, no, that's why I was my guess. <laughs> he could have been he been tight dead. Gavin Henson at twelve. Yeah. That seems so obvious. Oh man. Yes. Yeah. Um, we've only got, I think we've only got two more. Matthew Reese. He's a replacement. Oh, pick again. Numbers, <laughs> oh, what No, no. Okay, never mind. <laughs> oh, um, Hugh Bennett. Hooker. Yes, yes, but yeah, yeah. Oh. The way she paused there, I thought Mevin no, was I, in... I think you already said that. So we've only got one, one, one. Yeah. Oh, okay. One... Okay. Okay. One, we've got one, one of the first 15 left. I think I know who it is. Well, I, I, I don't know which of the two numbers it could be, but it's on me. So it's either it's either a, a blind oh it's Lydia. No. No, it's too early. Oh man! That's my second life. Far gone. too early. My guess would have been Jonathan Thomas. There you are. Well played, Wall. You've got a good date rate on this. It's just because I have a photographic memory, mate. Are you taking photographs of the team sheet? <laughs> right. On that note. Thanks, Em, for stepping in. Is Em. John Humphreys. <laughs> Thanks, Wall, for coming in and doing the quick preview. Don't worry. Uh, and then we'll do a, a final review on Sunday. And then we'll do a final, final Six Nations review a week after. Because France are waffle eating pricks. Shall we only bother doing that if the game's get, got anything on it? <laughs> No, we'll do a we'll do a full roundup, not of the game. We'll do a full roundup of the tournament. So, until Sunday, hopefully we'll be celebrating on Saturday. I've got my jam slams in. Yeah, hopefully we'll be celebrating while I'm lying in my bed recovering from my vaccination. So yeah, that'll be great. You have to bring it up, right? On that note, <laughs> see you later. You've been listening to Rock and Roll in association with Health and Adversity. Tackling mental health together.
Sports Social Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchases, full work, limited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.